Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Rook strikes again and more John Collins rumors. We're going to talk about it all right here, right now on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And what a doozy we had tonight at State Farm Arena. Now, listen. If you weren't in the building, you missed it. Um, just an electric atmosphere, a a great hard-fought win by the Hawks. Um, man, it was just it was just so much. It was so much. Um, so we're gonna talk about the game. We're gonna talk about some more John Collins rumors. I know, I know, I know. It's exhausting, but it seems like it's starting up again. And uh, we're going to talk about those as well. So um, have a seat. Come on. You know, take your feet off. Take your shoes off and relax your feet. And uh, we're about to talk some Hawks basketball. And uh, come on and get down with the get down, man. It's the Hawks Beat Podcast. Uh, First things first. uh, As always, we want to invite you to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts. is iTunes even a thing now? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't buy, like, you know, ringtones or anything like that. But <laughs> however you listen to your podcast, however you consume your podcast, whether it be, uh, shoot, what are some of the podcasts? Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, we are on all those platforms. So make sure you subscribe and make sure while you're at it to follow us on all of our social media platforms instagram facebook twitter uh we are at hawks beat that's how you get at us man that's how you get at us first things first uh shout out to uh met another listener tonight man so it's really dope and i really appreciate you guys coming up to me and and saying hello at the games i love meeting my listeners i love meeting the people that support the show so uh, if you're ever at a game and, and you know, you're, you're, hey, shoot me, shoot me a text. I mean, shoot me a, a, a message via uh, 
Twitter or Instagram. And uh, let me know you're in the building, man. I would I love to meet my followers and people because I look at the analytics of my show sometimes. And I see the numbers. I see where people listen. I see how many people listen and, and this, that, and the other. But sometimes it's just nice to track a face with the numbers. So I appreciate all you guys uh, to the utmost, uh, to the utmost. And uh, make sure you follow us on social media and subscribe to the pod. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, before we talk about the win, um, let's just start right off the cup. Let's start right off the cup. Um, more John Collins rumors, man. More John Collins rumors. Um, and it's like, here we go again. Here we go again. You know what I'm saying? Um, and again, like before I'd always say like rumors are rumors and you know, this is what they have to do. But, um, this is probably one of the most trusted sources in the game today. Um, Sham Sharania from The Athletic is the one who penned the piece uh, talking about um, John Collins and saying the Hawks have, uh, they're putting feelers out, putting feelers out again because obviously um, whatever they were trying to get done in the summertime didn't work. <laughs> so uh, it looks like the feelers are bad out, back out again. And uh, let me read the quote from the article. Let me just read the quote so I'm not... Uh, misquoted or anything. Let me just uh, pull that up real quick. So the article was a, a initially released on Friday, November the 18th. And again, everybody knows Shams, uh, Sharania, uh, one of the most trusted voices and sources, uh, reporters in the league. So um, you can trust that he's not just writing what to be writing, writing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he pins in the piece, he says, the Hawks have opened up a preliminary... Ooh, <laughs> let me try that again. Uh, preliminary trade discussions around for John Collins as teams interested inquire league sources. The Suns are a team showing desire in Collins. Those sources have added, but they appear uninclined uh, to take on the long-term money of Collins, who is in the second year of a five-year $125 million contract. Uh, he goes on to say the Hawks don't have an intimate deal in place involving Collins. These sources say the executives on the league believe a, a deal will be weeks and potentially months in the making ahead of the February 9 trade deadline. So that is the report. Nothing more and nothing less. Um, the Hawks obviously... <laughs> It seems like they've been trying to move John Collins for the longest. And um, <clears throat> listen, they, they paid him the bread. You know, I thought he was very, very well deserving of the bread that he got. Um, but people have asked me, like, what do you think about the rumors? What do you think about the Hawks train John Collins? I, I, I feel a way because I, I, I see both sides of the nickel. I, 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 I see both sides of the nickel. I see the Hawks wanting to keep him. I see if the Hawks wanted to move him. I can make an argument. I really can make an argument on both sides. So um, let's make an argument for them trying to keep him. Um, now, currently, he's only averaging 12 and 7. And that's not enough to justify... 125 million over five years. Me personally, that's just not enough. He's he's shooting an all-time low 
from the three-point range. Uh, he's shooting 22%, which is not good. It's not good. Um, <clears throat> still early. It's still early, but, you know, it's, it's not good. But um, as far as, like, why do you keep a guy like that? You know, he, he's, he is probably the heart and soul of this team from an emotional standpoint. From an emotional standpoint. And I think that's big, and I think that has value. But... Um, you know, you, you, if you can hold on to something like that, you hold on to it. Um, he is the Hawks' most efficient player when it comes down to it as far as the skill set. No other big has the skill set that John has, uh, the ability to um, change a, a, a game with a power dunk or, or, or his highlight moves and dunking on people. Like, no other Hawks player has that, you know. The ability to, to, to pick and pop. In the corner, hit that corner three, you know. That is something of value as well. And, uh, you know, he's just kind of an average rebounder. And, you know, he's kind of an average defender. But he brings so much to the table. So if, if you look at all those things, that's why you keep him. If you're making the argument that to get rid of him, you could easily start with the numbers. You say, hey, man, he's averaging 12 and 7. Like, you know, he's not even the Hawks' best rebounder. There's no room for him in the offense. He kind of just goes up and down a lot of times and get lost in the shuffle. And for $125 million, nah. So if, if that's your argument, I can see that side too. I really can. Um, I'm a little biased. I kind of like John. You know, I kind of, I just, I just like the kid, you know. Um, I think he's just great for the, for the team. I think he's great for the city. However, I was talking to another reporter tonight and I just, the the, the the tough reality is it just doesn't seem like it's working. Like it just doesn't seem like it's working here. And I don't know if that's anybody's fault, if that's anybody's problem. Sometimes it just doesn't work. And maybe it's better if he just goes to another situation where they can utilize his offensive skill set. I think that he has such a great skill set or such a, a, a wide skill set that it's hard for them to find room in this offense for him. Because, you know, number 11 got to eat, number 5 got to eat, and because those got got those guys eat. And even like almost like Clint Capella is even more of an offensive force than John right now because he's catching all the oops. And, you know, that's kind of what it is. DeAndre Hunter, he, he tends to be uh, – DeAndre Hunter tends to be a little bit more aggressive than John. When John gets that pass out on the wing and he makes that pump fake and he dribbles, listen, <laughs> I kind of cringe a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I kind of cringe a little bit. But um, I don't know. We'll follow the story as it goes. You know, I don't think anything is imminent. I don't think anything is imminent on the table. Ask me how I feel. Will he be on his team after February 9th, after the trade deadline? I don't know. I don't know. The Hawks are going to have to be winning a lot of games for him to be around. I think the Hawks, to be honest with you, I think the Hawks are probably going to have to be like a top three seed for them to be like, no, if we're a top three seed, we'll just go ahead and keep them and we'll eat that 125. That's how I see it. I could be wrong, <laughs> but I doubt it. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this game tonight, man. 124 to 122. Hawks pull out a victory against the Toronto 
Raptors. I was about to say the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> it's been that type of night, y'all. It's been that type of night. Uh, the line going into the game was Hawks plus uh, minus five. Hawks were five and a half point favorites. And here's where I got concerned. Before the game, I'm going through the notes, I'm looking at all of the injuries. Uh, Princess, uh, I mean, uh, Princess Chua was out. Boucher was out. Porter Jr. was out. Siakam was out. Trent Jr. was out. That is a lot of dudes. That's a lot of firepower. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't I didn't count out like how many how many points that is, but that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Well, one thing I know, and I've been covering the league for nine years. One thing I I know, when a team is short staffed like that, they usually come out guns a blazing. <laughs> they come out guns a blazing. Because it's like it's usually like eight guys, and they just be out there hooping. And that's what happened tonight. They showed up with eight dudes, and them dudes was hooping, hooping, hooping. Uh, it's dangerous sometimes almost when you only got eight guys because they're kind of playing a little bit harder. They're trying to prove, like, yo, man, like we ain't finna be out here just going to get ran out the gym. Like they got a bunch of pride. Also, for this Toronto team, they always play the Hawks tough. Even before Nick Nurse got there, you know, when the other guy was there. They're just a tough, physical, scrappy team. Tough, physical, scrappy team. But Hawks did what they had to do on a crazy uh, overtime, a crazy finish. And, uh, yeah, it was just a lot. It was just a lot. Um, let's do this. Let me throw my commercial in here before we get into this game. And, uh, no, I think I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Let's jump into it, man. Let's just jump into it. Uh, three things I'm looking up, looking for before the game starts. Three things. So I always put things that I'm looking for before the game. If you're new to the pod, that's kind of what I do. Discuss that. And then I just talk about my notes during the game. Um, one thing I was looking for was the energy for tonight. The energy. The Hawks had been off off a few days uh toronto was short-handed only suiting up eight players and i, I want to see if the hawks were gonna like try to run them you know what i mean like i want to see what they're gonna run them um number two three-point shooting period just want to see what three-point shooting look like what they're gonna hit tonight what they're not gonna hit and last but not least was will the defense be established um if you've been listening to the pod you know nate's always talking about establishing his defense so um the game starts first quarter, and it was a lot of, uh, I don't know, it, it, it wasn't a lot of energy, I'll tell you that, man. Like, I thought the Hawks didn't really have good energy until, like, maybe the fourth quarter. Uh, there were some pockets in the third where um, I thought that um, they were probably going to show some signs of life. But, uh, nah, I mean, in that first quarter, man, Toronto showed their length. Um, Toronto is the number one team in the league in steals. They averaged 10.4 a game. Uh, and they were just like, they was getting if they weren't getting the steals, getting hands on balls and uh, pause. Uh, <laughs> but they were just, uh, they, was, they was in passing lanes. And it was just like, yo, like, oh, this team is, 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 is playing. Like, they hoping, hoping. You know, that first quarter, they had six steals. 
Um, Scotty Barnes uh, has a crazy spin around three to put the Hawks up. I mean, not the Hawks, but the Raptors up for the first time. And you're just looking at it like, okay, like, what do we, what do, what's, what's going on here, right? Um, for what it's worth, I thought that Clint Capella, um, he's continuing his, his streak of just playing really good basketball. Like, really good basketball on both sides of the nickel, you know. Um, and so I, I liked what I saw out of Clint, like, basically all night. Uh, the first quarter, Clint had eight and four, eight points, four rebounds. And Clint's just out here putting his head down, doing the work. You hear me? He's just doing the work. Uh, Rouse was up 31 to 29 after the quarter, and I, I just didn't like the energy. I didn't like the energy from the Hawks. It was just like, I don't know. Um, I was kind of questioning. I was kind of questioning Nate's rotations because, I, and if you've heard the pod, you know, like I was a big fan of just letting Trey play the whole first quarter, letting him play the whole third, and having DeAndre. I mean, not DeAndre. But having DeJounte and Trey just kind of play the quarters like that. But he's been kind of switching it up a little bit where he'll take Trey out to give him a little blow in the first quarter. Pause. But uh, and then he'll bring him back, you know. So Aaron Holiday plays like, you know, maybe like five or six minutes in the first and then Trey comes back. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's like that big of a deal, but it it is what it is, you know. Um Second quarter goes down, and um, I still just didn't like the energy. I didn't like the energy. I didn't like um, – it just seemed like Toronto was just playing faster. They were playing harder, and it was just like, yo, like, I don't know. Uh, the Murray, Holiday, Griffin, Johnson, Big O to start the second quarter wasn't necessarily my favorite. I thought the bench didn't really do too well as far as, like, the bench minutes, at least in that first half. Um and here's one of my notes. I said, look, energy has been lackluster, <laughs> lackluster. Um, they had a stretch like in the second quarter where they kind of got things going a little bit. Um, but up until that moment, bench was not good. And uh, DeAndre Hunter was not good. Um, I also, talking about DeAndre Hunter, DeAndre Hunter took a lot of shots from y'all tonight. A lot of shots. And, and you know what, kind of rightfully so, because he did not have a first half, a good first half, you know. Um, I always say, though, the game is four quarters, you know. And so he definitely wasn't having a good half, but you have to credit that man. You have to credit that man because he started the game 0 for 7 and finished 5 for 14. So you know what that means? In that second half, your man's went 5 of 7, right? Finished five of seven, and not only did he finish five of seven, but he made some big buckets, big buckets. So, listen, I'm going to tip my hat to DeAndre. I'm going to tip my hat to DeAndre because, uh, like Coach said after the game, he was like, you know, sometimes players will have a half like that, and they'll just tuck it in and say, you know what, it's not, it's not my night, you know. And some nights it ain't going to be your night. But he knuckled up. In that second half, he had a much better half, man. A much better half, I thought. Um, Hawks went into the into halftime down seven, and I'm looking like, what kind of game is this? Like, it didn't really even seem like I had uh, any type of, like, flow to it. Like, they just, the energy just was not there. It was not there. Third quarter, I thought whatever Nate said in the, uh, the halftime, 
kind of resonated a little bit. Um, they played to a tie in the third quarter, but I really like what I saw when the Hawks came out. Uh, they came out three easy buckets to start to have. Trey's going to the hoop twice, boom, boom, hits him with a floater, hits him with a leg, boom, boom. Then DeAndre, I mean, not DeAndre, DeJounte comes through the lane, boom, you know, bucket off a, a, a teardrop, I believe. Hawks pressuring the basket. Listen, 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 Linda. The Hawks are one of the best teams when they pressure the basketball. I mean, they pressure the hoop. I don't know why they don't do that as more, you know, um, because pressuring the hoop, you got two guys that can take anybody off the dribble, and you got two of the best passers in the league. So, like, I don't understand, like, why they don't do it more. They tend to rely sometimes to get lazy and just kind of uh, rely on these jumpers, but nevertheless, I thought the third quarter was decent, but um, I didn't think John Collins was very good tonight. Um on the third quarter, I said, add John Collins to the list of Hawks not playing well. <laughs> Justin Holiday got some minutes, y'all. Justin, you know, returned. He returned only to be outshined again by the rookie, A.J. Griffin. <laughs> shout out to A.J. We're going to love an A.J. in just a minute. But shout out to Justin. Justin got a little burn tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I like Justin Holiday. A lot of folks, you know, feel a way about it. But, you know, it is what it is. At one point in the third, um, they went to a lineup with Trey, AJ, Justin, Trey, Dre, and Clint. Mm, not a fan of that lineup, dog. <laughs> not a fan of that lineup. I wrote Hunters at the four, and it's a no for me, dog. I really wrote that in, <laughs> in my notes, but yeah, not a fan of that lineup at all, man. Uh, but Nate goes to a lineup of DJ, AJ, Justin, JC, and a Congo to start the fourth, and. They were making like some decent, you know, some decent plays and some decent, you know, things going offensively. However, however, Scotty Barnes, my gosh, Scotty Barnes, he is just a ball player. And, and you know, I, I think that you have to kind of credit the Hawks because in the fourth quarter, he was one of eight, one of eight. Before that, Mans was eaten. Mans was eaten. Scotty Barnes is a problem. And he is going to be a problem in this lead for the longest. Um, fourth quarter is back and forth. Hawks claw back into the game. Claw back into the game. Um, at one point, I was like, yo, Trey and DJ got to take this game over. The Hawks are going to win. Now, um, didn't see the Ricky balling like the way he balled. But, you know, that was a nice surprise. Uh, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter had this one play uh, where he went like coast to coast. Layup brings the Hawks to within three. Watching DeAndre Hunter dribble is like a roller coaster. It's like, oh my gosh, here we go, here we go again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, watching DeAndre Hunter dribble is not a thing of beauty. And uh, but he managed to go coast to coast on a one play big bucket again. Shout out to Dre, sticking with it. You know, what I'm saying, doing what he had to do. And uh, having a solid second half. Fourth quarter, Dre hits a big three. Trey hits a big three. Hawks are down by two. Uh, they tie the game up with like a minute. Trey gets the foul shots. And it's just like, yo, man, like this is about to be like academic, right? It's about to be academic. But like the Raptors would not 
go away. They would not go away. Uh, so coming down to fourth quarter, the Hawks, I mean the Raptors, um, after the Hawks tie it up on uh, some Trey Young. Trey Young hits a floater. Raptors miss like three shots. Like I think Anobi missed one. Barnes misses a layup. And then Barnes missed another tip in. Boom, free basketball. Going to OT. I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go again. Like, you know, OT games are cool. But sometimes I be wanting that game to be over because I be wanting to get home. I ain't even going to hold y'all. I'm not even going to hold y'all. I be wanting to get home. <laughs> but first things first, rookie, boom, Adrian Griffin gets a bucket on a floater in, 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 uh, in OT, then gets a tip layup. And I'm like, man, this rookie is out here balling. Then after the Hunter free throw, your, uh, your man Griffin gets the rebound and then hits the floating jump shot. I'm like, okay, Hunter. I mean, not Hunter, but Griffin. In that overtime, he was just magnificent to the point that I was like, yo, run a play for mans. Like, yo, he is balling, balling. You know, Trey gets going a little bit. He's getting finger rolls. And I thought that he just really had a good control of the game in the fourth and in the overtime. So, um, you know, the scores is back and forth, back and forth, um, 120 to 122. And Nobi comes to the free throw line, y'all. Nobi comes to the free throw line, and he makes the first one. Boom, 121, 122. They sub in uh, Holiday. I mean, Trey Young back in for Holiday. Nobi free throw, boom, makes it. Off the tip, give it to Trey. Trey chucks it all the way down to Griffin. The alley-oop, and uh, it was just pandemonium. It was pandemonium, but it was such a beautiful play. It was such a beautiful moment. You know what I'm saying? The kid's shining right there in front of his pops, and uh, it was just a thing of beauty, man. It was just a thing of beauty, but that was that was, that was, that was the game, man. That was the game, and the notes from the game, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going a little long tonight, but hey, stick around with us, man. We, we got some more things for you guys. We're gonna hit, we're gonna, I got some sound from tonight's press conference to hear what the guys had to say. We'll, we'll do some uh, some fan feedback and some other stuff, so um, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, more Hogsweet Podcast with your man, E-Dub. Stick around. We'll be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. 
So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right, folks, we are back. Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub, talking about an Atlanta Hawks victory. So we got some sound from some of the guys tonight. Um, Let's go to Nate McMillan first. Let's hear some things about what Nate had to say after tonight's game. Well, we, we turned up our defense. Uh, we knew that uh, Toronto was going to come in here and scrap and give us all they had. Uh, uh, they played their game, um, you know, had us off balance for a while there, but we uh, was able to find a rhythm, find a combination of five that uh, was able to get stops and make some baskets. And uh, as we tell our guys, you know, it's a 48, it became a 53-minute game uh, tonight, and it took all 53 minutes to win this game. So that was Nate McMillan just talking about the win. Say, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? We had to turn the defense up a little bit, you know? And uh, it's always going to come back to defense. It's always going to come back to defense. Because even if the Hawks struggle shooting, um, they're still a really good team offensively. But one place where there is no wiggle room, it's that defense, bro. It's that defense. Nate also said that after after tonight's game, um, he said Clint Capella was the defensive player of the game. You know, they had like the little chain that they give out when the wins and said the offensive player of the game was Trey Young. But Trey gave his offensive player of the game to the Rook. And, uh, you know, it, it was really just kind of a dope moment. You know, Trey's really taking him under his wing. And it's really cool because, like, you know, I was here covering Trey when he came into the league, you know. And so I remember when guys was taking Trey under his wing and, uh, I mean, under their wings. And now Trey is kind of passing that same thing along, man. So it's kind of dope to see. Um, We also talked with Trey. And uh, here's a little bit about what he had to say after tonight's game. He had a tough spot. I mean, stepping up to take me. Um... I was going to keep attacking to the basket and make him choose eventually, but he just chose early and I just threw it over his head. And AJ, AJ went and made a play, so I was happy for him. So that was just Trey talking about the final play of the game where he was just trying to push, trying to attack. And, you know, OG had to make a make movement. He was in kind of a bad spot. Like, do I go out to Trey or do I sit back and relax, you know? Uh, and Trey kind of caught him slipping through that oop to AJ, and it was a wrap, you know? Um, after the game, they asked Trey, uh, AJ about that, and it was he was like, you know, the play wasn't necessarily for him to go to the hoop. He just kind of did that, like, intuitively, you know? And so, like, that's just basketball acumen that you get from playing, from playing basketball, right? You know, so reps, game reps, we talk about that all the time. And it was good seeing him uh, get those game reps tonight because he really shined tonight. He was definitely my player of the game. Uh, you can give honorable mention to Trey. But Trey's going to get offensive player of the game every night. So uh, I, I, I loved what I saw out of the Rook. It was like, yo, he's growing up in front of our eyes, man. 15 games into the season. And he's been the, he is he is a vocal point of this part of this offensive rotation now. I think we're there now. Like, I think, like, yo, he's proved himself that he is of value. You know, he's still learning on the defensive side of the ball, but he's a competitor. He's a competitor. He has a great attitude, and he is the best Hawks shooter. He's the Hawks' best shooter right now with Bogey being out, you know. Nobody else is hitting threes, you know. He out there, and he, he's the best shooter. So, 
Um, happy for the kid. We did speak with him, and let me let me find a clip from him tonight to hear what he had to say after his great game tonight. Um, you know, I'll go to God. You know, I, I'm the type of person where you know I don't think coincidence happens. You know, I, I think uh, you know it was the right right spot at the right time. You know, I had a feeling that uh, that they were gonna pressure up. You know, I knew I saw it a little bit early, so I was just like, let me sneak up behind them. And uh, that's exactly what happened. You know, just they completely caught off for a second. And, uh, that's the thing you got. <laughs> So that was AJ just talking about that last play. He's like, yo, man, I don't really believe in, in, you know, coincidences. And, you know, he's always giving credit to God. And so he's just he's just a well-spoken young man. And I like talking to him. I like hearing from him. And it's been dope just seeing him um, just mature, you know, seeing him mature and just grow in just these short 15 games. So, uh, yeah, so shout out to them. Uh, before we get up out of here, man, let me read some fan feedback. And uh, just see what you guys had to say following tonight's win. Um, let's see. Let's see. We had somebody, Chris Ditchfield, said, No doubt AJ is the real deal. Loading up on his cards tonight. Um, the One of the questions I asked, I was like, It's pretty clear that AJ is the MVP tonight, right? We're all in, in, in agreement. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, these people just responding to that tweet. Uh, somebody said, CC was huge. Trey, two. Definitely AJ. Uh, my guy Jackson said he's growing up right before our eyes. <laughs> yes, he is, man. So it's good to see, man. You love to see it, especially last year where a lot of fans wanted to see Jalen Johnson more but just didn't have the opportunity. So it's good to see him getting these minutes. It's good to see him knowing that he's earning these minutes, right? Like nothing is given to you. He's earning this minute, these minutes. Uh, he's getting the opportunity. And uh, he's making full use of it. So uh, I think that he is, um, I think that he's he's part of this rotation now, like fully, you know. I think Nate is getting to a point where he can trust him. And hey, I mean, shoot, you know what I'm saying? Like ain't nobody else making no shots. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, really good for the kid. And uh, I hope he just continues to flourish this season. Um I think that's about it, man. So, listen, let's go ahead and put this thing in a bow. Um, as far as the Hawks' schedule is concerned, their next game is not until Wednesday. No, actually, tomorrow. I'm sorry. It's on Monday. No, it is on Monday. They go to Cleveland, take on the Cavaliers, and then they are back home on Wednesday to take on Kevin Herter and the Sacramento Kings. They will end out the, the week, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, against the Rockets. So there's a chance that Hawks beat might be in the building in that Houston game. I don't know. We'll stay tuned. Stay tuned. We might be reporting to that game on location, but we'll see how things work out. But uh, like we always say, man, thank you guys for checking us out. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys so much. And just we appreciate the support. And uh, like we always say, man, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all. He is showing you N-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.